0: Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, my name is Tom, um, and it's a podcast about the pandemic which is still happening, um, and I'm not an expert about it, or anything. Uh,
1: this is Rat. I'm coming at you live from the city of Pittsburgh, and I'm also not an expert on the global pandemic. It is July 22nd. Yes, it's true. 7.03pm.
0: What's going on over in Pittsburgh?
1: It is going alright. I am just Getting settled uh, into my new place. I say that like I've been here a couple weeks, but um, my last friend is coming up tomorrow. And we're still kind of like getting the house together.
0: Mm, Okay. How did your move go?
1: Pretty well. It is something I am very happy about and trying to not... What is the word when some good things are happening and you don't feel like it's possible?
0: I don't know. Not jinx it, maybe, is the word. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess kind of that. Yeah. And and mostly like trying not to get ahead of myself with how things are, because this is still very much a like beginning of things. Um, I'm going to be starting a new job. uh, So a lot of stuff.
0: So you, you secured a job?
1: I secured a job. Uh, yeah. Nice. I, I guess that didn't, I don't remember <laughs> what we talk about <laughs> yeah. after we stopped recording. So I don't know where I was at in that process. But it took about a month to go through the hiring process. And in a way, I'm still going through it because I haven't been to orientation yet. But um, I will be working for one of the universities. There are many in Pittsburgh, basically as a like person who is cleaning out the cages for animals that are being used for medical research and just uh, interacting with a lot of those animals and making sure their needs are met every day.
0: Nice. Yeah. Is that a, is that the kind of work you're looking forward to doing?
1: I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, I haven't done it before, so um, I'm gonna have to see like if it's a good fit for me
0: um yeah I will say my experience working for a university is that they're fairly good places to work but the hiring process (laughs) is always very slow yeah (laughs) so you confirmed just taking your first step into the university HR system Well, by first step, I mean you have taken many excruciatingly slow steps, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yes, I have taken tiptoeing steps.
0: That is good. How are you um, feeling about the status of the pandemic in your new location?
1: I haven't yet. So I still am getting like daily COVID dashboard updates from uh, where I was living before and they're going up. I haven't actually like gotten any notice <laughs> for uh how things are doing in pittsburgh but i just feel like there's a general trend of um we're about to have i guess the delta variant surge mm.
0: yeah i don't i don't know what the situation is there i know here case numbers are still fairly low but they yeah will probably pick up especially once the semester starts and a lot more students are moving around yeah but um I don't know. It does feel to me like the world in general has opened up quite a bit. And since last we spoke, I have done many things that I had not done for over a year. Nice. Yeah. One of those was I went to a movie. I saw a movie in a movie theater. That was pretty cool. Whoa.
1: Yeah. I'm going to do that too Um, this weekend, I think. What movie did you see?
0: I saw Marvel's Black Widow. Which <laughs> and was... how
1: was the... <laughs> sensory experience. And I, I guess you can review the movie too, but.
0: <laughs> the movie was fine. I don't have strong feelings about it, but um, it was cool because it was. it's a movie theater that's walking distance. It's about a half a mile from my apartment. And because I moved so, so recently before the pandemic began, I had not had a chance to go to it yet. So this is my first time just, you know, walking to that movie theater and just sitting down and seeing a movie. And it's a small mom and pop movie theater with only two screens. So it's fairly cheap. And it's not as luxurious as your big corporate uh, multiplexes, but it's a uh, it was it was a good experience. And I'm glad I got to do that.
1: Nice. Yeah. The um, movie I'm, I'm going to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show because um, the city of Pittsburgh has a group that does it. And like this is going to be their first show um, since the pandemic when um, a lot of the places were just doing virtual shows or not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, that will be my first movie back in theaters. Um, I guess it's slightly interesting. That um, rocky horror Shadowcast cast um, and theater is the same one. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the book, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, that takes yeah. place in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. And um, when they were filming the movie, like. I guess at this point, like a decade ago, they filmed with the Shadowcast at that theater that is in Pittsburgh. So that's sort of one of their like claims to fame.
0: Oh, that is neat. I also, um, I went to visit friends in New York city and I ate in restaurants and things. It was, it was wild. And I, I spent the day seeing seeing other people socially. It was very strange. Yeah. I imagine that um, that you're also seeing a lot of people that are different from the people that you previously saw since you're moving in with roommates who are different from the family that you lived with.
1: Yeah, that that is, um, well, I would say <laughs> a change. Uh, conversationally, you can see it's not too much of a change, <laughs> an impact on me. But um, it is something I feel going along with, like, this hesitant, like, hopefulness is, um, I have felt that being around my roommates who are also, like, my friends who I've known a long time, um, that it's a really kind of good living situation for me so far in that, like, I've been able to sort of do a lot of things I've been stuck on because, like, sort of all of my friends and myself have our own ways that we are able to help each other out, um, in, like, I guess, neurodivergent kind of ways, um, that when I am sort of on my own, I can get stuff done, but, for example, like, getting a new laptop, it is something where I'll take, you know, many years to attempt it, and it doesn't always go through, uh, but I was here for, like, a week, and, I bought a new laptop, um, which I will be setting up soon. Hopefully, Exciting. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that kind of stuff.
0: Do you name your laptops, or do you have like rituals related to the purchase of new computing devices to make them your own?
1: Should I be naming my laptops? No, I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I did in I did in college.
1: I mean, this this one that I'm still using right now um, is my college laptop. Um, and because I dropped in and out of college over the course of eight years, it is an eight year old laptop, Mm. um, but I didn't name it.
0: That's yeah, that's probably fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to give it a funeral, but maybe I, maybe I should.
0: Yeah. I feel like you got to decide for yourself what, what kind of (laughs) send off is appropriate for that laptop based on your relationship with it. True. Um, what else is new? What's, what's, I mean, a lot is new it sounds like, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess this is something we can decide if we want to talk about. I've been thinking about, like, a lot of times I've brought up, and I think we talked a lot about Harry Potter on other episodes of this podcast. And is it weird? (laughs) Is it still weird to have been, like, the maker of a (laughs) Harry Potter podcast and have people sometimes talk to you about it? Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, that was already a fairly weird thing, just because not many people have podcasts about Harry Potter, so it was already a fairly unusual thing. But I don't know. I I don't really think very much about Harry Potter anymore. I have some friends who are still very into Harry Potter and have various different attitudes about what it means for them to sort of continue being into Harry Potter despite the author of those books Not an incredibly great person in many ways, rather, you know, transphobic and kind of nasty online. But yeah, I I guess I have, I have weird feelings, but honestly, I don't think about it all that much.
1: Yeah, that's probably healthy.
0: (laughs) I do. I do think though, I'm often glad that we finished that podcast during the span of time before those things became fully apparent about JK Rowling. I think there was some amount of peripheral, like, questionableness about her where Mm -hmm. people were kind of like unsure about where she stood on various things. But at the time, it was still possible to feel really good about rolling and feel uncomplicated about her as a person. And I feel like if we had had to deal with that while making the podcast, it would have been a very different kind of podcast and not necessarily one I would have liked making as much. So selfishly, I I kind of appreciate the way that that timeline worked out.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm not... Changing. <laughs> so, I don't think it's fair to say I'm reevaluating, but I'm thinking <laughs> about the ways I sort of find a piece of media and really sort of attach it to moments in my life and wrap up a lot of emotions in it. Not in a way that like makes me sort of like getting engaged in internet fandom discourse, but just in a way where it's like I've put a lot <laughs> onto the story. And wondering if that's good for me <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I mean,
0: that's something only you can decide yeah. whether it's good for you. But I don't think there's inherently wrong with having it be like a part of your landscape.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm just <laughs> not very able to talk about things, and I guess that's fine.
0: <laughs> hmm. But about Harry Potter things specifically or?
1: Harry Potter and any piece of media that is, like, important to me, if I don't already have an in, I guess, it's a lot easier if I'm, like, it's a book club and we've all read the book kind of thing, or it's, like, I know people are on the same page, but not introducing the concept, I guess. This is, this is why I was a very good English major because it was like yeah we did all read the book and if you didn't you get to talk about it like you did
0: is there like a particular piece of media that you feel like you you want to have that kind of structure to talk about because you have a podcast
1: Um, (laughs) i do have a podcast that's true yeah um i guess i get very let's how do i open my way into this i'm reading homestuck fan fiction that i think is very interesting and is capturing very uh, interesting questions that I'm also thinking about with regards to like what does it mean to be a person in a world where there are like many big societal issues, or literally the world is ending, and you you need to do something about it, or how do you be a person when so many things are prescribed? For you. But very few people <laughs> have the pathways to get to that fanfiction. And I'm not very good at selling it, I don't think.
0: Um, is it Godfeels you're talking about?
1: I'm not talking about Godfeels um for this one. This okay. <laughs> this is a different one. Uh this is um spin off of Vast Error taking place, I think, in a different time period than. The Vast Error comics, which are themselves a spinoff slash different thing from the Homestuck comics. This one, uh, it's called Vinbred the Novel and uh, Avade the Prequel and is an ongoing updated fanfic. Hmm.
0: I'm not very plugged into Vast Error, so I hadn't even heard of that one. Yeah. So you're right. I can't, I can't really <laughs> meaningfully discourse about it, but... I know. But if you want we can make that an action item and I can actually try to do it and then we can talk about it next week.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> what what are you what would you like to assign me to read?
1: Um yeah you could you could read the first chapter <laughs> if you wanted. If you want homework, I can give you the link.
0: Yeah, give me that link. I'll read it. And Listeners <laughs> should also read it even if they've never read Homestuck or Vaster. Yep. I say that sight unseen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what this thing is. This
1: is yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yes. So send send me send me that link. I'll read it. And we're we're a little ahead of ourselves on action items. Yeah. <laughs> but I did kind of um, skip out when you made Snowbound blood an action item. Yep. But uh, this time I'm going to do it. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I. Uh my action item was already going to be to sort of um, make myself read um, a book I'm doing for book club with my friends. Uh, but <laughs> we can use also social bonds to continue continue that uh, as a motivation.
0: I mean, we could say we, this This will be my my action item.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Teaser oh. for the action item.
0: No, yeah, the, is, is to read this. I forget what the, you said the title was.
1: Uh, it is Vinbre, the novel.
0: All right. I've been really swamped with grad school recently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm taking the capstone class for my grad program, which is supposed to be the final class you take. I actually have one other class that I need to take afterward, but um, it's a lot harder and it's largely focused on a group project. And the rest of my group—I can say this because they will never listen to this podcast—they're <laughs> not—they're not being very helpful. They're not doing any of the work. I'm doing all the mm. work. It's not cool.
1: Yeah. Which yeah, that that is the downside of like most group projects is that there will come a time when you are carrying on your shoulders the entire basically the entire weight of a group project that is not meant to be <laughs> that way.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's really not. And honestly I think I would be doing better on this same project if it were just me, but it's not just me. I can't I can't just go ahead and do everything without without consulting people on my own schedule. Although maybe I should. Maybe I should just do it and say, you know what I'll just do it. I'll, I'll do it for myself. you'll get the you'll get my grade.
1: Yeah. I don't know um, if this has ever been your experience, but have you ever been a person in a group project who was not I've been a shitty group project uh, person in my past at times. and I've also been like the person who is like, okay. I don't care anymore about like equally distributing this. This needs to get done. I, I will do it because it's not worth going through for our limited time together, trying to do things quote unquote like fairly just needs to get done and I can do it.
0: I have usually been somewhere in the middle. I have a couple of times been sort of the deadweight doing none of the work and everyone else is, is, um, making up for me. However, that's usually been a temporary thing. And where like during, if it's a two week project during the first week, I'll not be focused at all on doing anything. And then I will rebound under the pressure the second week and make up for it. So I will usually pull through in the end. I don't think there's any instances where I've been part of a group project where in the final submission, there's been really like no work from me. I don't think that that tends to happen very often.
1: Yeah it can be difficult i guess when there's no um when there is that uncertainty of like it's definitely not happening in an ideal way but the uncertainty of like is there going to be a contribution last minute from other people whereas like if you were doing it where everyone had assigned roles and were doing them or if you were doing it alone then you could at least have that kind of consistency of like okay here are the expectations and they're probably going to be communicated if it changes yeah yeah and that is a difficult thing to navigate. Yeah,
0: it's not a good not a good situation.
1: But I hope you get through it. Is it a condensed kind of course that will be over this month?
0: So it's a seven week course, and this current week is week three. Okay. So given the release schedule for this podcast, who knows whether it'll even still be going on <laughs> by the time I drop this episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it'll be it'll be over by um, by late August.
1: Yeah. If if nothing else, um, I wish you <laughs> able to make it to late August when you can then <laughs> sort of file it away, uh, this experience and be done.
0: Yeah, and you know if if the worst happens, it's only thirty percent of the grade. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, if I have to take a zero, then I can take a zero. I shouldn't have to take a zero though. Anyhow. I don't know if I had anything else to, to talk about this. It's just because uh, grad school has swallowed me up. Yeah, it's, all
1: sounds like you are a laptop and all of your, hold on, what is the one that does the thinking? All of your <laughs> RAM?
0: That's the processor, really.
1: is <laughs> Yeah, one of those is um, being taken up by the grad school program.
0: What kind of laptop did you get?
1: I got, <laughs> I, I I obtained enough knowledge of, what is it, like hardware and, and laptop specs to buy the new laptop, and then I totally uh, deleted that knowledge. But I got a refurbished uh, Dell computer that has, my current laptop has like six gigabytes bytes of RAM. And this one has 16. Whoa. So it will be doing a lot more. Yeah. Um, and it has also a good amount of the one that is storage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that is not RAM. But yeah, it's like a older looking and feeling laptop, it still has a CD-ROM. Um, so
0: it's um,
1: because that was important to me. Um, so, yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, six pounds uh, kind of hefty. I didn't know you
0: could still get those.
1: There were not a lot of options uh, if you wanted certain ram specifications and a cd-rom because the newer ones they're not making them that way Uh but i don't know what i'll do when it comes time to buy another another after this laptop what the state of cd-roms will be then but i do want one (laughs) uh for this go-round i mean you can always buy an external
0: drive for like 50 bucks
1: yeah, and and that is eventually what um my family did with like floppy disks when we had like w- merging transferring from floppy disks to CD-ROMs, but yeah, it is it is annoying if you uh use an external drive for anything that often, but yeah, there there is a way if it comes to that. Yeah,
0: I don't remember whether we spoke about this last time we recorded, but I bought an external Blu-ray drive so that I could rip all of my Blu-rays. Maybe. Um, yeah.
1: You're going to rip them to a, become a digital file and then no longer be keeping the Blu rays, or so you have them both places?
0: I think it's mainly to have them both places. Okay. Because I set up a media server that I can use to view my media files from any device in my home, whether that be my iPad or my computer or my TV or even places outside my home through the magic of the internet. sort of like a a personal streaming service that I set up. But yeah, that's, um, one of the things I've been doing with my external drive that I purchased. And I, um, I've been ripping all of the Doctor Who Blu-rays, which have a frankly absurd amount of special features, like a truly, truly ridiculous amount of them. Some of which are, are fairly silly that anyone would ever want them, but I gotta, gotta rip them all. Just because I'm a completionist.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of the things in the process of like consolidating my stuff to move when I actually did all my packing <laughs> to make the move up was like really trying to shift for me, letting go of things is very hard. So, mm. For me, it was a, like, mindset of, like, okay, I have a lot of papers, I have a lot of books, I have a lot of things that when I touch them to try and go through them, to give them away or throw them away, I'm hit with memories and I stop. But trying to shift the mindset to, like, okay, do I want to be, like, the person preserving this? Do I need to be the one who is keeping this? Is this something that nothing is forever? do I want to hang on to this for a little longer? And so there are some things where the answer is yes. Um, and I think it's neat to kind of be a part of archiving things that, I i, I don't know, Doctor Who probably, it's going to be set for <laughs> a lot of people, but to, to be one of those people like preserving stuff that you want to hang on to. Yeah, I gave away a lot of books. I did not actually make as much progress with, uh, my like childhood uh papers and school notebooks but uh it was a nice it was a nice start (laughs) those are still kind of in my room uh in in my old house but that's the benefit of moving out of my parents house is that they can do a lot with my room but i can also kind of store stuff there for a little bit you could also
0: digitize those things
1: that is true with my new refurbished laptop
0: (laughs) exactly yeah you want to you want to get into action items
1: um, yeah, we can get into action items. I have them from last time we recorded. That's good, they were I two. I
0: do not remember them. And
1: they were very short. It was, eat a berry, break a law. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Tom, yeah. did you, you don't have to specify which. Did you eat a berry and or break a law?
0: I did both those things, actually.
1: Yeah, so did I.
0: I'm not going to tell you what law I broke. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what better berry I hate. <laughs> These are both, okay. um... Potentially incriminating. I don't want to incriminate <laughs> myself. So, but they yeah.
1: Have
0: it. You did both yeah. too, did you say?
1: I, I also did both. Okay.
0: Congratulations <laughs> on the berry. Cool. And for this week, we already have one of our action items. Do we want to add another to the, to the pile? Um,
1: can't think of one, so I'm going to say no.
0: Okay. That's it. That's the that's one.
1: So a one, one week action item. Really get in there.
0: So really focus your action. on um on reading that thing whose name i've forgotten again
1: (laughs) vinbra the novel
0: how is that spelled
1: it is spelled v-i-n-b-r-e vinbra the novel
0: okay that's the action (laughs) item. that
1: is the action item so we'll end this episode as we end every episode by staying distant
0: and going the distance